This is HPR episode 1967 entitled, How I Saw the Linux Light at the End of the Windows Tunnel. It is hosted by first-time host Nacho Jordi and is about 14 minutes long. The summary is, my personal story of discovery of Linux. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi there, everybody. My name is Nacho Jordi, and I'm a long-time listener and first-time podcaster of the Hacker Public Radio. First of all, I'd like to apologize for the background noise. I'm recording in the street. I hope it's not a big deal, because in other episodes I've heard people recording things in a park or as they walk by, and the, the slogan in the Hacker Public Radio site says any soundtrack is better than no soundtrack, so I hope it's not a big deal. Okay, in this first, my first podcast, I like to tell my, well, the typical story of how I came to know Linux, how how I became a, a regular Linux user, which I've been since 2009, and no, no wish whatsoever of going back to to Microsoft or, or Apple. And my beginnings with computing started in the 80s as a, I was a teenager then and uh, my first computer was a British computer the ZX Spectrum an 8 bit machine. Uh, at that time the computer didn't have hard drive you, you stored the information in cassettes, which then took like three to five minutes to, to load into the into RAM. Sometimes they failed and you had to find different tweaks and with the tape recorder until you got to the tapes to work. But in that, in that computer I'm very fond of it in spite of its flaws. It was a legendary computer. I made my first programs in there, first in BASIC and uh, as time went by uh, I did some assembler to mostly games I think the games were was the the most big thing, the biggest thing with that, with that computer, it was a huge market and I, I fancied myself a programmer and made some games, I, I usually ripped off the the graphics from another games that was also my my first attempt as a hacker because I took the graphics from the code because I I don't have many graphic skills well sometimes my my brother who was 
uh, an art student make some graphics for me too <laughs> okay then and, and after the spectrum in the in the 80s I followed the usual drift Windows 3 and I think it was called Windows 3 right before the 95 it was Windows 3 I'm not sure right I remember I, I was dazzled with War Perfect to the to the extent that I, I started to write a, a novel just for for the pleasure of using the the, the word processor I'm a bit of a writer in addition to computers it's other of my hobbies and I, I got to write some good 40 pages or something like that maybe it was the first time I wrote something that that long just for the pleasure for, it was the first time I was moving from a typewriter to the possibilities of a word processor and I have to say probably like most of the population in the world when word came I shamelessly moved into word I don't know what what that program had but a lot of people rushed into word and that's this story is very known that's why word perfect uh, moved from from hero to zero at some point because word stole all its market I don't know now I'm curious I would like to get to use what perfect again maybe someday I, I'll do a wine thing or a DOS box thing okay so then uh, like most of the human beings I went to Windows 95 then came 98 and then Windows XP uh, from that age I remember very fondly Apogee games which were coming from the times of the Spectrum were like Spectrum games on, on steroids I mean the platform games now had scrolling and a lot of add-ons and I spent a lot of, of fun hours with those games uh, at some point games became too complicated for me I, I guess I'm a classic guy because of my background and when games become too realistic and too 3D-ish I find them a bit creepy. I, I like uh, two dimensions platform games um, and that kind of stuff. Until, uh, like everybody again, I guess, uh, Doom came and it was like a revolution. Uh, I think everybody remembers the first time he jumped to a side of the computer because one monster of doom was getting too close um, yeah and I've been I've been playing doom since then now now I play of course the, the open source version free doom with, with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different levels I, I love it never get tired of it and also well the the other quake blood all that school of first-person shooters it's probably as modern as I get in video games uh, when when it starts to have too many controls it gets a bit dizzy for me but anyways in, in that time um, as I moved from one operating system to other I noticed that my computer was getting more and more bloated and uh, I was getting farther and farther from the the guts of the thing because there was a lot of intermediate stuff 
and and that's why I, I got a bit alienated from from computer from computing even with the little use I was gave, I gave to my computer I noticed that it was running slower and slower and slower the problem it turned out at a certain point was not a uh, computers it was Microsoft Windows and the things they do so that you have to move to their next version which is even more bloated and even more difficult to use etc so at a certain point I, I I got fed up and tried to find an alternative my laptop by the way as I wasn't very interested into in computers at that time was for a long time a compact presario 150 which uh, it's, it's a tiny tiny computer and I I neglected it because I wasn't interested in losing my time closing error screens that's what you have the time with Windows really and so I, re I remember my first active step in, in upgrading my computer was repairing the CD drive and I remember it was funny because the guy at the at the repair shop started to laugh when I saw I was running Windows XP in in that laptop. I think because I think the the Presario 150 has like 64 megas megabytes of, of RAM or something like that, and it, it took like like five or seven minutes to to boot. I usually started it, then went to have a shower. <laughs> at breakfast and then went back to to use the computer well then I next thing I did was thus uh, extending the Presario memory and then I started my distro hopping along, along the years I've tried several times it's like my learning curve and the development of Linux have, have taken some time to to meet each other um, Many of my attempts at, at that point I, I didn't know that most of them didn't work just because my, my computer was so so tiny even even for for a Linux system. So the first operative systems I tried in Linux were uh, Wada Linux, which was a Debian-based uh, distro created in, by a Spanish regional government. It, it I, I got to the desktop there and but never got to use it because the the computer froze all the time. Then I, I tried SUSE, same story. So I tried several versions of, of SUSE and finally I I got a, a CD version from a magazine. Uh, I don't remember the SUSE version. It was like 2008, 2009, the year. Um, and uh, it didn't work either, it froze, but in that magazine, in one page, it mentioned uh, distros for, for, for small old computers. One of them was Papi Linux. And then I went to the Papi Linux site and finally got Papi version 2.16 running. And uh, well, that I settled there. I, Papi takes very short time to install once you once you know it the first time it took me longer but it can be done like in five minutes and uh, 
since I started with Papi, Papi is like a distro of distros in itself. It's like it has different flavors called Puplets, and uh, from that Papi, I I've been distro hopping like within Papi, and I'm I'm currently running a Papi Slacko 55, and I have other Papis because being so so small a distro, you can have several. It's very very easy to to have the different distro running and I'm very happy with Papio people don't, don't like it because people are a bit afraid of of a distro that runs as root but I find it as it's an advantage it, because of the way the Papi files are structured it's very difficult to have say, security issues and the thing is I, I, it's grown into me and I when I have to use other distros now I find very annoying having, having to type uh, the sudo every every co with every command. So well, that's where I, where I'm now. A happy Linux user, and I'm never going back to slavery. And um, of course, I'm not saying Linux is perfect or for everybody because when something doesn't work in, in Linux, you you are on your own, basically, and. But it's it's the operating system that better fits me, suits me. In and well, let's see what the future brings with Linux. I, I don't think I moved from from Papi Linux. I'm, I'm I'm very very happy, very comfy. I my operating system is very very customized. I think uh, if I if I got run by a bus. People will have difficulties to to navigate through my computer because of how customized I have it. Like the window manager is is not poison, and well, I'm left-handed. Everything is configured for a left-handed, etc., etc. Also, I, I I prefer to use key bindings before key bindings before better than than mouse so well there's a lot of hours of research and development in, in my linux box that's a, another thing i love about linux i think every geek likes to mm, customize their computer I've, I've moved from the presario 150 of course i upgraded uh, and well this is my linux story so far as i thought it would be uh, good would make for a good podcast. I, I don't like to well in the past too much, but uh, it's a story of liberation, like most of Linux usage are. And I hope it didn't get too granddaddy, grumpy granddaddy. In other podcasts, uh, I intend to speak more about the future, about projects, small projects. I'm a power user, you know, no more than that. And I have small projects I'm involved in. Uh, so for this time, uh, thank you for listening, and hope you enjoyed. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. 
Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.